and welcome to the final one in a series of interview special podcasts that we recorded just a few weeks ago at the Quail Hollow event at Pebble Beach Car Week in California. Now this one is with a man called Richard Tuthill. He's the boss of a company called Tuthill Porsche. He describes himself as having a garage somewhere in Oxfordshire and they like to tinker around with Porsches. He's being modest. It's a much, much bigger operation than that. He's worked with Singer on cars like the um, Rally Raid style ACS, gorgeous, gorgeous thing that, but he's decided to try a little something of his own and it's really, really quite special. What would happen, he asked himself, if you just stripped out as much weight as you possibly could? And the result is something called the 911K. It weighs 850 kilograms. It revs to 11,000 RPM. And there's not a lot else to it. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous Resto Mod classic Porsche, which is not about being fancy. It's about driving fun. But anyway... Here's the man who can explain it a lot better than I can. Here's Richard Tuthill. And excuse all the noise and the music and all the hullabaloo going on in the background because this was recorded in the heat of it at the Quail event. And he's a man in demand. Enjoy the pod. Welcome, everyone, to the Top Gear magazine podcast. And I'm here at the Quail Hollow show. You'll have to excuse the music going on in the background, a golf buggy going past, lots of noise, champagne glasses clinking, because the drinking started when the gates opened at 9.45, and it's all included in the price. Um, I haven't had one yet. Um, But I'm here with uh, Richard Tuthill, who has something quite special to show off at the show. Richard, I thought, why don't we start by describing who you are and what your job is for the benefits of the listeners that don't know. Good morning. Um, Nice to be here, isn't it? Very nice. Who am I? I'm the guy you might know that charges around Africa with loads of safari cars, uh, amongst other things. And uh, yeah, we we run a lovely Porsche workshop in Oxfordshire. And if someone asks us to build a 911, then we'll have a go. Exactly. Well, that's, I, there's no better description than that. And the last time we saw each other, I was in your workshop, the last time we had a meaningful conversation, you were showing us around the ACS, which was a collaboration with Singer, a kind of rally raid reimagined um, 911. But today, you brought something along that's, that's all, all you, I believe. So I'll let, you, I'll let you introduce the car and give us some headlines on this thing. Well, look, firstly, nothing's actually all me. I think... Um, I think what we have to recognize, we're surrounded by extraordinary cars, and there's plenty of amazing people building extraordinary cars, particularly Porsches, uh, Singer being one of them. So um, I've been inspired, as we all have, by what we've done and what we've seen, and along with um, the most exuberant, enthusiastic, supportive client that, that any of us might ever want to know, um, we dreamt up this... Um, this lightweight ST, which is really all it is, um, uh, it, it started out as a lockdown conversation, so that that was nice, <laughs> and here we are. So two two years in the making, is that? Yeah, plus or minus, yeah. as ever. Shouldn't yeah, have yeah. taken that long, but it has. Um, but no, the, the idea was to build a car for people who want to drive it. Uh, and Bizarre idea. How'd you come up with something like extraordinary. that? Extraordinary. It'll never catch on. Um, but no, it's all about it's all about driving, and more importantly, it's all about driving uh, on uh, B roads here, on canyon roads, uh, where your speed is is controlled by um, the road in front of you, so you cannot exploit 
hundreds and thousands of horsepower. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where lightweight, uh, uh, small engine stuff really, really works. Okay, so it's called the 911K. And why don't you hit us with some of these headlines? Because the rev limit, the, 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 the wet weight of this car, it's all extraordinary stuff. And then we'll get on to how on earth you, you managed to hit these numbers. Yeah, I mean, the two big numbers, I guess, are 850 kilos. Uh, which is which is not a bad shout and and then of course 11,000 rpm which um, I, I'm going to be very honest I've not experienced 11,000 <laughs> rpm uh, ever in my life and I haven't yet in this car we've had it at 10 and a half on the dyno uh, it's running mechanically very very well but we're a couple of weeks shy of mapping um, so we've been running at 8,000 uh, this week we've done a three day uh, the quail rally which is three days and um, I'm sort of terrified at 8,000, so I have no idea what it will be like at 11. <laughs> Bizarre that you've got another, let me just check my maths, 3,000 RPM still to go. Another 3,000. Um, and uh, so it looks wonderful. So what would you call this color? Gold? It's, does it have a special name? Philip's um, got a special name for it, but it, I can't say it uh, <laughs> in public. Um, it's a, actually, it's a GM color. Really? Um, and I think it's called Aztec, but I'm not sure. But it's it's a it's, it's well, very that's gold. Not too embarrassing. It's very gold. It looks very fantastic. And what I said to Richard when I first walked up was, yeah, I, I had already read the headlines about the this 850 kilogram weight. But the car visually looks so light. I mean, I mean, this generation 911 looks titchy compared to modern ones anyway. But you've got the um, you got the front bonnet up. There's nothing under there. You've got the, the the engine bay cover up. There's lots and lots of space around the engine as well. It's just beautifully simple and paired back. Well, uh, it's been an ambition of mine. I can't really talk about Ford Escorts, but I will. <laughs> so if you look at the front of a Ford Escort engine bay, you've got an engine and pretty much nothing else. And if you look at a modern car, you've got a load of plastic or carbon or whatever you've got and you can't see anything. But in a 911, it's always been very, very difficult to hide everything, both in the front and the back. So one of my missions in life uh, was to create a very, very clean look. And um, I'm, I'm bloody delighted with what we can't see. Yeah. It's all there, by the way, but you yeah. just can't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but but, but it just, it's just refreshing. You know, you look at the modern cars and everything's crammed in. There's nowhere to put your stuff. You know, there's actual usable space in the back there, either side of the roll cage. Um, the titanium roll cage that you can lift with one finger. Oh. Um, so, no, the... Uh, look, this is a really, really simple car. Um, there's, a there's a couple of clever bits, but actually it's very, very simple, and that's why it looks like, that's why it's clean. Um, and we've, we've, we've created, from scratch, a whole load of lovely parts, including seats, carbon brakes, carbon wheels. Um, we've, we've been working on a new suspension package, and I've ended up with too much traction. Uh, the <laughs> oh. car is so stable, uh, we've got to fix that. Is that why you've got a, it looks like a hydraulic handbrake in there? Uh, that's, that's special wishes, I think they call that. <laughs> but it is removable, so you can unscrew it and you can just tuck it away. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be on display at all times. Oh, right. Well, that is a, that, I think that's, that's your rallying background coming yeah, to the fore there. Yeah, I mean, you, if, you, if you're in a, in, in a spot, you sometimes need to get away quickly and a handbrake will assist in that, uh, in that maneuver. Absolutely crucial. Now, you, you talked a bit about carbon, carbon there, carbon wheels. Um, uh, but the whole the whole thing is carbon fiber, right? The whole the whole body. Tell me about that. Um, tell me about that carbon <laughs> bulkhead, then. So, um, the level of thought went into that was I was in the fab shop. I saw this massive metal. I thought, well, 
we perhaps can do away with that. And so I went to the parts department and I got all the replacement panels for that section because you, you may or may not know, but you can buy pretty much everything for an early 911. So I chucked them on the scales. I don't remember the weight. And I thought, well, let's have a go. So we cut it out, reassembled all those parts and made a mold. But very, um, very in-depth engineering went into that. But uh, it looks lovely, actually. It's a really lovely piece of. Are there work. any bits you, you you're now thinking? Uh, ah, could have done that in carbon as well. What was I thinking? Carb look, car headlight surrounds. They they look we, like chrome, not carbon. We could go a lot lighter. Okay. So, if there's anyone out there wants a sub 800 kilo car. Then, then we'll have a go. Yeah, drop me an email. We have, we are, genuinely we haven't, we haven't. Uh, Porsches are very light. Yeah. We we have, we have tried reasonably hard, but you could try a lot harder. You really could get this car safely lighter. And don't forget, it's trimmed. It's not a. This is not a race mm -hmm. car. Yeah. Okay. So the engine. A uh, little bit more info on that. So 11,000 RPM. Um, uh, just tell tell us about how how the engine development came along. How much power is it producing? Power, there's a, there's a thing. Um, I'm not going to tell you yet, because, because actually we haven't done the final work with the valve timing uh, and the camshafts, but the principle there was a high revving engine, because I've never felt revs of that, of that, um, that sort. I've never been on a motorbike. So let's get that. So to, to make a high revving engine, you have to have everything on the top and it has to be very, very light, because it yep. moves very, very quickly. I wanted 2.8 uh, because of the RSR, nothing to do with ST, but it's just a cool number. But actually, we wanted to get enough torque. So actually, I overlaid a 2-litre cup engine with our finest 3.6-litre engine we'd ever built, plus a 3-litre RSR engine. And I looked at all of these curves and said, well, we want to be somewhere here. We've ended up with more torque than we wanted, but we can map character in and out of the engine, so that's a good thing. And the other thing to say is that the whole of the top end fixed directly onto a 964 and 993. So they're four valve heads, and hence the, the bore was always fixed so that that could go yeah. onto, the, onto uh, bigger engines for the, for the aftermarket. Okay, fantastic. So I, that was my next question, actually. What do you do with the learnings from this? Obviously, you have now a, a, a very special product that uh, hopefully you can sell a few of, um, but uh, is it mainly that, that the engine that you can use in other? I think I think I think I think most of it's usable on lots of cars. So we've we actually generated a parts catalogue as well. So if you want the carbon wheels, you can buy them for your ST. Or if you want, or actually they'll fit they'll fit on. We've made them in a way that they'll fit on narrow body cars as well. If you want the carbon brakes, if you want a nice pair of seats, uh, we've got a carbon RSR um, inspired steering wheel. All of this stuff. So there's a whole load of. Um, parts there that we can use across all sorts of cars okay. uh, and, and they'll be available. That's fantastic. So now I think I know the answer to this one because you said earlier, I don't tend to think about things too much, Jack, but is there a number that you're going to build? Is it just if people are interested, they can buy one? And if so, how much do you want for it? Well, one never wants to be too presumptuous. So let's see how the day goes. So um, Laura, has been hassling me for information. All of these questions that you've been asking um, uh, as we sit here for the last couple of weeks. But actually, um, I wrote a little spiel that you got this morning. And, and then I Googled this morning. So everyone's saying, how many are you going to build? So I Googled how many factory STs did they build? Mm -hmm. Well, I now know they built 33. 
although there is rumor they built 34. Okay. So we won't build any more than 33. There we go. Or 32 maybe, on the principle that one less than, than is the right number. No, 33. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we may, we may only build 10, we may, we may, but we won't build more than 33, let's just agree that. And price? Case by case? Give us a flavor. I don't like talking about money, as you know. I think it's going to be, it's going to be more than five hundred thousand quid. Yep. Um, there's a few things that will ultimately determine the price, but it'll be, uh, it, it'll be up there. Uh, and I think, whilst I'm not hugely comfortable or, or familiar with these numbers, it absolutely deserves. Um, it's, a, it's an expensive and lovely thing to build, and it, and it. And that type of number um, is absolutely justifiable well, it feels if I look around. It feels like a no compromise project, which is, as a piece of engineering, is always a lovely thing to see. You're not trying to sell a car with just with carbon wheels on. You've gone through the entire thing, top to bottom, and that that. Yeah, but but I'm I'm um, I'm a little out of my comfort zone. But uh, but what I can absolutely tell you is that the last three dry, days of driving that we've had in this car uh, have have exceeded expectation uh, it's blown me away a little bit brilliant well speaking of which this is the most important bit when can i have a go well it's coming back from here next week okay. so um i want you to experience it when it's absolutely at its best yeah so you're gonna have to give me a, probably a month um and then the one thing you're going to experience then which we haven't talked about which is very important is the six-speed magnesium gearbox Ooh. which is an original 1972 gearbox I took reverse out of where reverse lives and I put a sixth gear and then I thought to myself, how the hell is this thing going to go backwards? Yeah. And there's a... There's Push a, it. There's a, we, that, was, that was... It was pretty close to that. But actually what we've ended up doing is um, we've used an, the heater lever. So when you drive it, let's hopefully it'll be a warm day, but don't think by pulling that lever you're going to somehow get a lot warmer because the heater lever is in fact a reverse mechanism. Lovely. You might want to put a little safety catch on that. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but we're going to. We're going to. Brilliant. Right, now, um, just to finish, I'm going to give you three quick-fire questions so people can get to know you a little bit better. Now, don't, don't panic. It's Sorry, just a bit of fun. I'm not panicking. Right. You can only drive one car for the rest of your life. What is it? 911K. There obvious. we go. That He's a salesman. That was obvious. <laughs> I've always said 2-litre 911. I, I might have to change my mind now. Yeah, there we go. Right, what was the last time you damaged a car? Unintentionally. Uh, oh, I, rever I was um, reversing a boat into, a, um, into the sea uh, and I caught the front left wing on a, on a VW Transporter two weeks ago. Oof. It was Your transporter or someone else's? Someone else's, when <laughs> they don't know, but I'm going to fix it in our body shop, so it's there not all bad. There we go, that's, that's the advantage of having your own body shop. And finally, what's your guilty secret? What's, um, what's a car that you love, but you probably shouldn't? Oh, I've got a new one. Yeah. So, in the course of the last three days, I've spent that with Joe Macari. Joe and I have a very, very special relationship. I don't know why, but we've just, we just do. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's a wonderful man. And we've been driving a Delara. Oh, yeah. So, um... The new Delara Stradale. Yeah, yeah. the one that's not allowed in America, mm -hmm. that one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, uh, long story, but we ended up in this Delara, and someone said to me, what's it like after the first day? And I said, it's a bit soulless. Uh, then the second day happened, and Joe and I were chasing 
Philip around the most extraordinary roads that this country has to offer. And uh, next week when I get home, Joe's dropping me a Delara up to the workshop because I'm going to have a bloody good look at it. Because if you, if you follow it from behind, it's very, very low. So I can't understand why we haven't been bottoming out everywhere. Yeah. It's incredibly comfortable to drive. It's got amazing um, uh, comfort, road handling, drivability. So I, I'm, bl I'm, I'm bloody it's impressed It's almost like it's been built by a, a, a company a chassis specialist. Yes, like they knew yeah, exactly like what they, they were doing. They know what they were doing. No, so hats off to them because it's um, and it's got a you know very modest uh, engine. It doesn't need any more, but it's as a as a. I, I don't you know we're surrounded by these supercars. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything that will go down the road as quick as that. Well, there we go. However, that gold thing. Uh, apart from the gold yeah, thing, obviously. there he is. There he is again. Well, Richard, yeah. thank you so much. That was brilliant, brilliant fun. Um, hope you uh, hope you have a good day today. Maybe sell a few, but hey. Just uh, enjoy it. Nice to be here, isn't it? We'll have okay. a go. Thank you.